Lecture topic Lilathal Bharat Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah wa kafahu salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-lazina astafa Amma ba'du fa'audu billahi minash shaytanir rajim bismillahir rahmanir rahim وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ وَقَالَ تَعَالَى أَلَمْ يَأْنِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَمَا نَزَلَ مِنَ الْحَقِّ وَلَا يَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِن قَبْلُ فَطَالَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَمَدُ فَقَسَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وسلم إن الله عز وجل يقبل التوبة, يقبل توبة العبد ما لم يغرغر أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected Allah Ikram Brothers and Elders Allah Ta'ala created us, gave us this existence This is not just in vain It's not something that Allah Ta'ala just did without any purpose Allah has, himself has described the object of creating insan وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Allah says that we have created insan and jinnat for no other purpose except إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ so that they may make our ibadat we reaffirm this in every rakat of every salah when we recite Surah Al-Fatiha we acknowledge this and say Iyaka na'bud wa Iyaka nasta'in Iyaka na'bud Ya Allah we make your ibadat alone nobody else's ibadat we worship you alone but this ibadat what is the meaning of this ibadat MashaAllah we performed our Isha Salah with the Tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala that is obviously ibadat very great ibadat fundamental ibadat but ibadat is not confined to any one aspect of deen ibadat every aspect of this insan's life this mu'min's life is ibadat ibadat brings us into our hearts and minds the meaning of abd abd is a slave ibadat total servitude complete servitude and complete slavery of Allah Ta'ala that's what we are so what is a slave who is a slave a slave is somebody who has no choice of his own one person bought one slave so it was somebody very pious he realized when he bought him and came that this person is a very pious person so you can make out so now he asked him that what would you like because now he saw this is those days they used to buy and sell slaves 
So he realized this is somebody, not just an ordinary person, so I should try and treat him well. So he asked him, what will you eat? He says, whatever you wish, whatever you wish to give me to eat, I'll eat. What do you wish to drink? What you would like to drink, whatever you wish. What kind of clothing you would like to wear, whatever you wish. And now he went on asking him one question after the other, and every question the answer is, whatever you wish. So eventually this person asked him that, but don't you also have some wish? He said, if I had any wish, I wouldn't have been a slave. If I had some wish of my own, I would have been free. But I'm a slave. You just bought me and came. That itself highlights that I have no wish, I'm a slave. Now, we are also the slaves of Allah Ta'ala. And a slave has no wish of his own. His wish is that which Allah Ta'ala wishes for him. His wish is what Allah Ta'ala wants him to do. So if it is the time of Salah and the Muazzin has called out Hayya ala Salah, Hayya ala al-Falah, then whether it is Fajr time and he is still in his deep sleep, but that is now his wish also that he must fulfill Allah Ta'ala's command and be in the house of Allah Ta'ala performing the Fajr Salah. If it is Zohar, he is in the middle of his work, but everything he will drop to answer the call of the Muazzin. Why? Because this is the call of Allah Ta'ala now, Allah Ta'ala wants for him to be in the house of Allah Ta'ala, that's what he also wants then. His wish is what Allah Ta'ala wants from him. And likewise all the other ibadat. But then he doesn't stop there. The ibadat of the eye is what Allah Ta'ala has allowed him to look at. He will look at, but where Allah Ta'ala has placed some restriction, the ibadat of the eye is for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala to restrict himself from there. To refrain from looking at that which Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. To then make amal on the ayat of Allah Ta'ala, قُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَغُبُّوا مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ وَيَحْفَظُوا فُرُودِهُمْ Say to the believing men to lower their gazes and to protect their chastity. And likewise Allah Ta'ala commands the believing woman in the ayat that precedes it or after it. So this is the ibadat of the eye. That the eye does not look at anything Allah has forbidden. And the ibadat of the tongue, Allah Ta'ala says, say to my ibad, my slaves, they are my slaves. So say to them to say that which is best, not to use the tongue wrongly, not to backbite, not to lie, not to use his tongue to speak vulgarities, to abuse people, to talk in harsh ways, to hurt people's feelings with their words. And likewise the ears, the ibadat of the ears is to listen to that which Allah Ta'ala is pleased with and to stop listening to anything Allah is displeased with. On one occasion Rasulullah was walking somewhere and from the distance he could suddenly hear somebody playing some flute. So some shepherd was going somewhere and he was playing some flute. So immediately Nabi Islam thrust his Mubarak fingers into his Mubarak ears to block out the sound. And to highlight to us, this is the ibadat of the ears now. To block out what Allah Ta'ala is not pleased with. Which Allah's Nabi Islam is teaching us how to make the ibadat of the ears. But unfortunately we are in a zamana and time where that which Nabi Islam did to block out the sound, now those earphones are plugged in so it blocks out everything else but the music. 
So that there is no disturbance, it comes directly into the heart and contaminates and completely destroys the heart. What Nabi Islam did to block it out, now it's done to block everything else out but that music. So the ibadat of the eye is to see what Allah Ta'ala has permitted but not to get into that which Allah has forbidden. Ibadat of the tongue, not to speak that which Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. For the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, with the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. The ibadat of the ears, not to listen to haram. And likewise the ibadat of the hands and feet, to touch that which Allah Ta'ala has allowed, not to stretch the hand out towards anything haram. Not to walk in any direction that Allah is displeased with. And then the ibadat of the heart, so there's ibadat externally also, there's ibadat internally as well. The internal ibadat, the ibadat of the heart, that this heart should be filled with iman, should be filled with ikhlas, should be filled with yaqeen, with taqwa, with tawakkul and trust in Allah wa ta'ala and reliance in Allah alone. And this heart should be clean besides these few, all the other noble qualities to be filled into the heart. And then likewise the heart to be cleaned out from everything that Allah Ta'ala dislikes. <coughs> the pride, jealousy, malice, and the love of the ego, and all the other evil qualities. This is the ibadat of the heart. The heart become connected to Allah Ta'ala. And when a person connects himself to Allah Ta'ala, he becomes the slave of Allah Ta'ala in reality. He stops at the limits that Allah Ta'ala has placed for him. Then when he has become Allah, Allah becomes his. Man kana lillah, kana Allah The one who becomes Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala becomes his. Iktu mera to sab mera, falak mera zami meri. Agar iktu nahi mera to koi shay nahi meri. Allah, if you are mine, then even the heavens and earth are mine. Meaning everything Allah will make in favor of, everything will happen in favor of this insan. But when this insan turned his back to Allah Ta'ala, he turned his back to the commands of Allah Ta'ala, trampling Allah Ta'ala's laws, and whatever Allah Ta'ala has commanded, whatever Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi thought that becomes secondary in life, then Allah Ta'ala's help and Nusrat is gone, and then all the issues that start overtaking us but this is something Allah has spelled out in the Quran Sharif very very clearly مَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِنْ مُصِيبَةٍ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ وَيَعْفُوَانْ كَسِيرٍ Whatever difficulties, calamities, hardships Allah says before you it's the doings of your own hands مَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ Your own actions This is what we need to self-check, reflect within ourselves How much have I contributed towards the difficulties of the Ummah? Through my actions, through what I've been speaking, through what I've been looking at, through what I've been listening to, through where I have been going, what I have been doing, what is my heart filled with, all these things are contributing to something, contributing either to the betterment of the Ummah or the detriment of the Ummah. So this is Ibadah, this is what Allah has created us for, total servitude, total slavery, and when this total servitude and slavery comes alive in this insan, then he has no wish of his own. 
all he wants to know is what my Rabb wants from me. And this is what Taqwa is all about. These Mubarak days that are in front of us, the month of Ramadan is when the 15th of Shaban comes. Now that is like the siren going now that the month of Ramadan has already come. It's right here. So now that the month of Ramadan is already on our doorstep, the month of Ramadan is all about Taqwa. The whole object of Ramadan is to inculcate Taqwa. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَسْتَقُونَ And Allah has kept everything in Taqwa. Everything that we want, every need of ours, the removal of every difficulty, but this taqwa is what is lacking unfortunately. And this is what Allah has given us this opportunity for taqwa. وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلَّهُ مَخْرَجًا وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِمْ The one who will adopt taqwa, have this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, be forever conscious, my Allah is watching, Allah is aware, Allah knows, Allah is watching whether I am in solitude, whether I am in public, whether I am at home, or whether I am in China, whether I am in Timbuktu, wherever I might be in the world, whether anybody around there knows me or I'm a stranger to everybody, but Allah is with me, Allah is aware. He knows the deception of the eye and what the heart conceals. So now Allah is saying, The one who will truly adopt taqwa, Allah Ta'ala will grant him a solution out of every difficulty. Allah will grant him risk from sources he cannot imagine. Now, this is the sum total of our everyday issue. How to try and get our risk. Allah is saying, this, this is the place where it lies. The risk lies in taqwa. Because the risk lies in the hands of Allah Ta'ala. It descends from the heavens. And the way to draw it down is by taqwa. That risk which is filled with barakat. That risk which becomes a means of khair and goodness. That risk which becomes a means of happiness. Otherwise sometimes that abundance becomes a means of abundant problems. If it is devoid of burqas, is devoid of the blessings of Allah Taala. Allah Ta'ala is promising that risk which will become a means of khair, of goodness, of happiness, of benefit, of benefiting oneself and becoming a source of benefit to others, of helping to make one's dunya and more importantly to become a means of making one's akhirat. So now this Allah Ta'ala is promising in the Qur'an Sharif Allah Ta'ala says Allah will grant him a solution to every problem and grant him risk from sources he cannot imagine. Allah Ta'ala is not dependent on anybody or anything. Allah Ta'ala has everything in his kudrat from sources he cannot imagine. Allah will provide. And Allah alone is the provider. وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهِ يَجْعَلَّهُ مِنْ أَمْرِهِ يُسْرَى The one who adopts taqwa in reality, Allah will grant him ease in every matter. Now everybody is looking for that ease. Life has become very difficult. Life has become very, very straightened. So where is that ease going to come from? In Sun, nobody can provide it. Allah alone can provide it. And Allah Ta'ala has already given us that prescription where it will come from, the same taqwa. 
And before the month of Ramadan comes the 15th of Shaban, just two weeks prior. Now, if a person had the choice, we had the choice, we had been given the choice, that took this five big occasions for the year. One is the month of Ramadan and two, three other nights, for example, that you now place it, everybody will make Bashura and now decide now where must this be placed. Only five occasions are, or four occasions given for the year. Now we decide now, okay, the whole of Ramadan is there already. So now space out everything else. So now every three months or something will have one. Allah put this in his infinite wisdom two weeks before Ramadan. And it is stated that the greatest night after Laylatul Qadr is the 15th night of Shabbat. If the Rajab Hanbali Rahimahullah has written this in his kitab, the Ta'iful Ma'arif, that in the light of the Ahadith it's very evident. And there's so many Ahadith some people are in this confusion that is this really established and authentic. This is all just some some waswasa people have. Indeed, there are so many ahadith that have very clearly from different Sahaba narrated that have very clearly highlighted the virtue of this night, and this is very strongly uh, endorsed by the Sahaba Ikram, and this is something that is established in Deen. Only a person wants to deprive himself, he'll deprive himself. But otherwise, this is very, very clearly established in the hadith of Rasulullah. Now, in the light of these hadith, Rajab Hanbali Rahimullah says that after Laylatul Qadr, this is the greatest night of the year. Now, such a great night. But it's just two weeks before Ramadan. Now, we might wonder, but we should have put it somewhere else, maybe in the middle of the year. So now we've got six months to now get back to something. But two weeks before Ramadan, Allah gives us such a great occasion. What is the highlights of this occasion? On the one side, it is the immense forgiveness of Allah that has been highlighted in the hadith. Allah forgives more people than the number of hay on the goats of the tribe Bani Kalb. Bani Kalb was a tribe that was known for its very big number of goats. Nowadays we have some farmers of 20,000 head of sheep and somebody got 40,000 this 20,000 and 40,000 is nothing compared to what used to be in that time so can we imagine one goat and how much, how much hair on it and then a whole flock of thousands Allah Ta'ala forgives more people than this now, subhanallah one part of this night is this immense forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala and from the beginning of the night from the very beginning of the night that's the time Maghrib sets in Allah Ta'ala Himself is calling out. SubhanAllah, can we imagine Allah Ta'ala's grace, His mercy, His kindness, that despite whatever His bandhas have been doing, how they have turned their backs on Allah Ta'ala, what not they did, and how they disobeyed Him, and despite all the countless ni'mas and bounties of Allah Ta'ala, but still sheer disregard for everything, and continued disobeying Allah Ta'ala throughout the year, Allah Ta'ala says, look, I'm asking now, I'm calling out. From the beginning of the night, Allah Ta'ala Himself calls out, 
Halmin mustaghfirin faaghfir lana Is there anybody seeking maghfirat and forgiveness? I'll give it to him Come back but Make sincere tawbah and come back But come back and ask Allah Ta'ala Beg him Allah Ta'ala's door is open Allah himself is calling him Halmin mustaghfirin faaghfir Anybody seeking risk, I'll give it to him. Because all risk is in Allah Ta'ala's hands. It's not in anybody else's hands. Hal min mubtalan fawafia? Is there anybody in a problem, in a difficulty? Ask me, I will remove it. I'll grant him afia from it. Allah Ta'ala himself is calling out. So on the one side, in the ahadith regarding the 15th of Shaban, this is the highlight. That Allah Ta'ala's immense forgiveness. And together with that, this great rahmat of Allah Ta'ala that descends, the special rahmat descends on the lowest heaven and then this forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala is showered down and Allah Ta'ala himself calls out that is there anybody seeking forgiveness, seeking risk etc. Subhanallah, what a night! So now one part of it is this highlight. But then at the same time, in the ahadith there are categories of people mentioned who are deprived of such a great night. After Laylatul Qadr, the next in rank. Such a great night. But certain categories of people are deprived of the forgiveness of this night. Now what is this teaching us? Something beyond just merely telling us about who gets the forgiveness and who gets deprived. On the one side, when there is such tremendous forgiveness, any person with a spark of Iman in his heart also will not want to lose out. He will want to take the maximum. So already... Any mu'min will be supercharged that I must do whatever it takes to take that benefit. So now when certain things are being highlighted, like somebody makes an announcement that as you walk out of the masjid, there's one bow of gold. Everybody walks out one bow of gold. I don't think it's there, don't we? But anybody, Imam Sahib makes an announcement that there's one bow of gold for each person that walks out. So Allah forbid we'll shorten our salah also. I'd rather get in the beginning of the shoe. Even if he has ensured that everybody will get, don't worry. But at the same time, he highlights certain things. That look, if these things are a problem, if any of these things apply to somebody, then sorry, he's not going to get anything. So now, what we will do, in order to be able to secure the one bar of gold, we'll do anything. If he had already taken a vow, we had taken a qasam, maybe not one time, hundred times, that certain person, I won't talk to him till my last breath, and I don't see him at all in my life. Now Imam Sahib says that, look, but anybody who has broken ties with anyone, then you're not going to get anything. We'll fold him same time, immediately we'll message him. You know, whatever the qasab I took was just in anger, don't worry about it. And uh, how are you keeping everything fine? Just make math. Why don't we make math and make saaf quickly? Because we don't want that power of gold to get lost. Now this is how we will react for some material benefit and material gain we'll be ready to do anything because of that what we can see now is a very big benefit to us now we already our mind is running that if I get this one bar of gold and what, what I will do with it and my house will be sorted out and that car that I want and this will happen and that will happen our mind will be running in so many directions we're ready to do anything to secure that so now on the one side Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness is highlighted but at the same time, certain categories of people are highlighted that these people are excluded. These people will not be gaining the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. Subhanallah, what a ajeeb situation. Allah Ta'ala's tremendous rahmat 
And how can a person ever imagine himself getting left out? So actually this is a really like the height of it that which will push anybody to sort his matters out. Because he can't afford to lose out. Now that is what the whole objective is. That if we carefully ponder over this, this occasion is a clean up. When there's some function happening or something going to take place in the house or a wedding coming up, forget two weeks in advance, two months in advance, sometimes long before that, let alone everything else, that house starts getting all polished out, cleaned out and whatnot now, there's a wedding going to take place in the house, all kinds of things are happening, getting repainted also and whatnot, that's going to take place for one hour, two hours, it's all gone. But everything gets cleaned out and gets renovated and the yard is also and the lawn is all manicured and whatnot. So when the month of Ramadan, such a great Mubarak month is coming, Allah Ta'ala wants us to be cleaned out also. When somebody wants to pour Zamzam into our container, he comes around with his bottle of Zamzam and he says, bring your glasses forward. And now he looks in our cup, he says, hey, your cup is so dirty, I'm going to put Zamzam in your cup. Your cup is filled with all this dirt and dust and you want me to put Zamzam inside there. How is that going to be possible? You can clean out your cup first. I'm not going to put Zamzam in this dirty cup. So Allah Ta'ala also wants to show us and fill our hearts with His Rahmat and pour His Rahmat into our hearts. Allah Ta'ala wants us to have our hearts clean also. Allah Ta'ala wants to pour that Rahmat the whole month of Ramadan into our hearts. Allah Ta'ala is giving us this opportunity, look two weeks before Ramadan, on the doorstep, we brought this great occasion for you. That this occasion becomes a wake-up call, so to say. That now take note of what is coming and clean up. Clean up, otherwise you lose out. You lose out on such a great night and lose out the month of Ramadan as well. Now in the hadith, the categories of people that have been mentioned, just to quickly go through them, these occasions sometimes it's misunderstood that the ibadat of this night is a bayan. The ibadat of the night is not just the bayan. The bayan is just to conscientize us about the night. Our time for ibadat, this too is ibadat obviously. We are sitting in the house of Allah Ta'ala and if we made the niyat of nafil etikaf, we are getting that sawab as well, we should do that in any case. And we are listening to the talk of deen, to the words of Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that too is ibadat. But sometimes when we go into a mode that after we've finished off with the bayan, we've done for the night. Whereas that's only starting of the night. This was meant to just conscientize us, just to put us into that mode that now I need to take the maximum benefit out of this night. So this is not the object of the night that we sit down and have a bayan, it's just to highlight what we're supposed to do. So therefore we will try to avoid taking too much time so we don't get too tired and then go to sleep and lose out. So in any case, just to quickly go through those categories, in one hadith sharif Rasulullah says that Allah Ta'ala forgives numerous people, but then there are two exceptions. Illa li mushrikin aw mushahid. In one particular hadith, these two exceptions. Mushrik, one person, person who ascribes partners with Allah Ta'ala. One is the worst form of shirk, the shirk of worshipping other than Allah Ta'ala. That is so clear-cut and obvious. Allah Ta'ala never forgives that. Allah Ta'ala forbid a person dies without Iman, he dies on shirk, then he is doomed forever. So that is one shirk, but then there is a lesser shirk also. That lesser shirk is shirk of riyah, of doing things without the sincerity in it. 
to do things for people, for name and fame, to try and impress people, to get people's admiration. So the sincerity is not there. In different ways it's being exposed. Sometimes it's before the action already, that's the intention. And sometimes after something has been done in some way or the other, nobody's talking about it, so we want to talk about it in a different way. Maybe somebody asks us about it. Just so that it comes up, people must know what I did. People must know how I spent my money. People must know what good I did and where I went and how I did this and that and the other. So all this becomes a very big barrier from the mercy of Allah Ta'ala, from the special rahmat of Allah Ta'ala. So this is one category. And the other category, Mushahim. Somebody who harbors malice in his heart for other Muslims. There's a very fine line here. One is somebody, something, there has been some issue with someone. Somebody saw us at us. We are insan. We have feelings. We are not made of steel and iron and stone. Any insan has a heart. He will get hurt. So he feels the hurt. Now something happened. Allah Ta'ala has created us as insan with these feelings. So now we might feel hurt. That's human nature. But now sometimes things have happened and passed and gone. But then whatever happened and it's now sometimes history and sometimes it happened maybe Allah knows best few generations ago. But now that dirt is being still harbored in the heart. What is the hurt? Something is fresh, there will be hurt in it. But now sometimes after some time also you met the person suddenly that maybe that pain got freshened. That's pain, that's human nature. But not to harbor any malice in the heart. We have to learn to get past things. We have made mistakes, others have made mistakes. We have sometimes said things, done things which hurt others. Sometimes others have said things and done things which hurt us. We have been given three days also to just get over it. You know, three days sometimes a person has stopped talking to someone or whatever because of that hurt. But now three days, three days people are expected to get over somebody's passing away or so. So now you've been given three days to get over some incident. Then that natural hurt sometimes that sometimes goes and comes and whatever, he's not answerable for that because that's beyond his control. But he keeps his heart clean. He has a clean heart, he's not wishing ill for anybody. Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal he was imprisoned by the Khalifa of the time on some issue. There was some issue that came up in the time which was a matter of Aqeedah. Hence he very clearly, fearlessly expressed what is the correct Aqeedah. Which the king didn't like because he was now taking a different view. Now because he openly and clearly declared it that despite all the efforts to get him to change his view, he said, Can't, how can this be possible? Hatuni bil kitabi wa sunnah. So asking me to change it, bring to me the proof from the Quran and Sunnah. Then I can look at it. Without that, how can I ever change something that established of Quran and Sunnah? So eventually he was imprisoned. And in prison, not just kept in prison, he used to be lashed. One of the things, later on he said, that when I was lashed, when I was being lashed, this is the first time that whoop would fall and sometimes so many, for such a long duration would be lashed. It is mentioned that if elephants had to be lashed in that manner, they wouldn't bear it. But he says every time, that one time that whoop fell, when that person picked it up again to strike me the second time, I already forgave the one before that. And when he lifted it up for the third time, I forgave the second one. After he was released, subsequently the person 
next Khalifa came and he released him etc. And all those wounds were so deep and obviously a deep wound and those cuts and now it has to be treated with some medication. So those medications now is open wound, it stings. So now obviously the person now he sort of feels the pain, that jerk. Every time that they applied that medication and he felt that sting, at that time something comes out involuntarily from the mouth. Person says something, person is conscious of Allah, they say Allah. And somebody else will say something else. Sometimes Allah forbid some people sway that condition too. Because what is in the heart that comes out of the tongue? The heart is a pot, the tongue is a spoon. What is in the pot, that is what comes on the spoon. If there's vulgarity in the pot, then vulgarity is dished out. And if there's goodness in that pot, then goodness is dished out. So now the person at that time shouts out something that's in the heart. But whenever this medication used to be applied and used to feel that sting, Allahumma khfirli mu'atasim. That mu'atasim billah was the khalifa who had been responsible for this torture that he went under. Every time that he felt that sting, dua came out of his heart for that same person. Now this was a person who tortured him and person who did all these kind of things to him. But subhanAllah, this heart, and these are the hearts of the Ahlullah. This is one example out of, Allah knows how many countless of his servants of this nature who had this heart. And after all, why wouldn't they have this heart? Because they were the true adherence to the way of Rasulullah wasallam. This was his heart. Obviously, who can compare to his heart? Nobody can come even to one fraction of it. Once Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that did you ever experience a situation more severe than Uhud? Uhud 70 sahaba were martyred. And what tremendous pain. Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala Sayyidu Shuhada Nabi sallallahu was deeply grieved over this. And then 70 sahaba were wounded. Nabi sallallahu himself was wounded. And such difficulty. Can you imagine that scene? 70 sahaba were martyred. What a situation. Aisha is asking, did you experience some situation more severe than that? Nabi Islam said yes. And then he narrates the whole incident of Taif. Which we are well aware of. Inshallah we have been sitting and listening to it in the Talim. The whole incident of the... When Nabi Islam went to Taif. But now to just come to the last part of that incident. When the angels finally came. And Nabi Islam was given that, that choice. The angels of the mountains, deputed of the mountains, low. If you wish, I'll cause these two mountains to collide over them. Crush them between the mountains. Because this is how they treated you. This is how they did. Treated the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. His blood oozing out of his body. Now this, this is being presented to him not few months later when everything is now settled and the wounds are gone and the pain is over. No, no, everything is as fresh as ever. It's right here, right now. And everything has just happened. And now this is the option. And if you wish, we'll crush them. But what's Nabi Islam's response? Bal arju Allahu min aslabihim. wahdahu la No, no, my hope is inshallah from their progeny, somebody will come who will worship Allah alone, who will come with no shirk. That heart for not just the people there, but the people to come from the same progeny. And here if somebody said one harsh word to us, it's wrong, 100% wrong. 
but then we want to write him off forever. So now this is what we've been taught in this, on this occasion to clean up our hearts, to clean up all this malice, to have a heart that is free of any dirt for anyone. Allah Ta'ala loves this clean heart. And this is a cleaner moment to clean the heart out of all this malice. And often this malice all just is generated by just the nafs, shaitan, just our ego. Why must I be the one to now humble myself? But when we clean our hearts out, we are the ones who benefit first. Everybody else later on. The person who's cleaned his heart out, when this dirt, dirt creates unease. If there's dirt around the person, that dirt around him will make him feel uneasy. What about the dirt inside him? Dirt naturally creates unease. The dirt around us, we can see it. And we feel uneasy about it because we can see it. We can't, we can't see it. Our eyes can't see the dirt inside. But that's dirt. And that creates unease. But now we sometimes can't identify where is this coming from. But that's the dirt inside. Now a person sometimes can't sleep and sometimes can't eat properly and sometimes he's fighting with everybody else. Sometimes he's got a problem with this person and that person and problem with everything. But that's stemming from the dirt in the heart. So hurt in the heart is a separate matter. But there should be no dirt in the heart. Hurt in the heart is something beyond his control. But dirt in the heart is in his control. And simple procedures make dua for everybody. See, those people we feel some some kind of malice towards, take their names and make dua for them. Be the first to make salam to the person. Al-Badi salam bari min al-kibr The person who initiates the salam, the effect of this, once, twice, ten times, fifty times, is initiating salam with everybody. And those he has some issue with, he's finding some reservation, but he's initiating salam, this cleans out his heart. Some pride. So in any case, this is the one category, very, very important category that has been mentioned. Now this is being mentioned, highlighted, such a great occasion, that no mu'min who has anything in his heart, he'll want to pass the night without having cleared this up. Because he can't afford to get left out. Then in another hadith, the categories that have been mentioned, or aqul liwalidayn, the person who is disobedient to his parents, is deprived of the mercy of such a Mubarak night. This is again a whole subject on its own. The emphasis that has been placed in the Quran Sharif on the obedience of parents in the Ahadith, Nabi Islam has highlighted this that what is the rank of parents? They are the door of Jannah. Jannah lies under the feet of the mother and various Ahadith. This is also a very sensitive issue sometimes. And we need to look at both sides of the coin also. One is as far as we are concerned in terms of our parents then there is no way that we can cross that line of respect that line of their ikram that now disrespect them in any way regardless of what their issue might be whatever their issue is between them and Allah Ta'ala that doesn't give us the license to speak to them rudely and harshly that doesn't give us the license to treat them in a bad way even if they are doing something which is wrong, they are committing sins, but in all those instances as well, we are still commanded, wala taqullahuma wala tanharhuma. Don't even say uff to them, don't rebuke them. You'll talk to them, you'll talk to them kindly. You are advising them about deen too, you'll do it respectfully. 
You are trying to advise them, look, this is not on, this is wrong, but you'll do it respectfully. You will not talk to your parents in a way that as if you're treating, you, you're reprimanding some child that's a, in that manner, that is totally out of the question. Now that's one side of the coin. But the other side of the coin is that as parents also, we need to also make sure that we are not becoming the means of the sin of our children. That we are trying to do things in such a way and uh, run their lives and our lives in such a way that we now then push them in such situations that sometimes they start disobeying us. Obviously certain things there is no question of obedience. Anything that contravenes the law of Allah Ta'ala there is no obedience to the creation when this is going to involve disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. There is no question about that. But that too a person will respectfully decline. He will stay out of it. But he will not be disrespectful. So parents also need to take note that am I also overstepping the mark? Am I also sometimes doing things that is not in order? Because that is going to be our issue, we will have to answer on the day of So in any case, this is a category also that is mentioned. And as mentioned, there is so much in the Quran Sharif, in the Ahadith about the rank of parents, about their position, the honor, the respect, and so many incidents of those who, mashallah, respected their parents, they made their khidmat, despite many challenges. But what Allah Ta'ala gave them in return, let alone what they'll get in akhirat, in dunya, how Allah rewarded them. How Allah opened the doors for them. And on the other side, people who might have been, mashallah, quite pious outwardly in many things, but they crossed the line of this respect and this other and treated their parents harshly. Allah forbid, Allah knows that's what comes in akhirat, but even their dunya became very difficult for them. Problem upon problem in dunya already. Then another category that is mentioned, awqati or rahimin. The person who subverts family ties, family relationships. This too is not just, unfortunately nowadays, family relationships is something confined and restricted to a wedding and a funeral. Then if somebody now has invited me to a nikah, then I'll attend. And in any case, the person passed away, I'll attend his janaza because it related somewhere. Also, some other thing that I'm invited to, then that's it. But other than that, relationships are forgotten. And then there are those near and dear ones also who we do maintain some relationship with but on trivial issues those relationships are cut. Allah is saying you cut it off and we cut you off also. In one hadith it is explained, Nabi Salaam says Ar-Rahimu Mu'allaqatun bil Arsh that this kinship, family ties, this has been given a form and this is suspended to the Arsh of Allah Ta'ala and it keeps making dua Man wasalani wasalahullah wa man qata'ani qata'ahullah Ya Allah, the one who maintains me, you maintain him. Ya Allah, the one who cuts me, you cut him. SubhanAllah, at the arsh this dua is being made. Ya Allah, you maintain the one who maintains me. Why won't Allah maintain him? Why won't this dua be accepted? Allah forbid we get cut off. In the Hadith Sharif, the prescription for barakat, every person is looking for barakat. Ask anybody, you don't want barakat? He says, oh, how can I not want barakat? Everybody wants the barakat. The barakat, the prescription for barakat, Nabi Islam gave us. The Hadith Sharif. Man ahabba ayyum sata lahu fi rizqihi. 
That the person who, when people, somebody else cuts off ties of relationship from him, he goes ahead and joins that relationship. He doesn't wait for somebody else to come forward. He is the one who takes the step forward. And often it's just one call that's required. It's just putting one, one foot on the nurse and one hand on the call button. That's all. If you put the first foot on the nurse, then the button will get dialed. And before a person realizes it, there's such a load of him. There's such a relief in the heart. Because the dirt is gone. And the dirt is gone, something gets cleaned out. It's such a relief. A person comes out taking a bath. He feels so nice and fresh. When his heart has been given a bath, why he won't feel fresh? So now this is the forgiveness that he'll get from Allah Ta'ala. And when Allah Ta'ala's rahmat descends and fills that heart, why he won't feel energized spiritually? Why that down feeling and all will be gone. He'll feel so much more enthusiastic about his deen, about his amal, about trying to get excited about Ramadan. People get excited for holidays. When is the holiday? Two months time. Two months time is going for a three day holiday. And he's already excited. And such a great occasion like Ramadan comes. Person is waiting 29th night. He's saying, I hope they don't see the moon today. You must see tomorrow. Get one more day to eat. That is the level of excitement. Something for us to now develop that excitement. Now when it will come, when that heart has been attached to Allah Ta'ala. SubhanAllah, what an occasion for me. But now when the heart has been cleaned, Allah Ta'ala gave us this occasion for the same purpose. That now when we will clean our hearts out, now that excitement for Ramadan will build up. That enthusiasm will come. So this is what part of this taqwa, everything Allah Ta'ala kept in taqwa. Taqwa of the external self, taqwa of the internal self. Then in the hadith also it is mentioned that mudminu khamrin, the person who is an alcoholic, the person who is indulging in intoxicating substances, such a person gets deprived. Again this is something Allah Ta'ala's mercy and rahmat is untold, but it requires we take the step and come to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala looks after even those who disobey Him. Why would Allah Ta'ala look after the one who obeys Him? Zunnoon Misri he was one day somewhere and by the bank of one lake and suddenly he sees that one huge scorpion is on the, right at the edge of the lake of the water and then out of the blue one frog comes out and the scorpion jumps onto the back of that frog and that frog starts wading through the water and swimming across so he says to his companion who was with him this is something strange happening here Allah Ta'ala is unveiling some mercy of his here. We need to see what this is all about. So they quickly go around and follow him. Where is this going? On the other end of that bank, of that lake, that frog comes to the bank and the scorpion jumps off. And then it raises. So now they follow it. As they come past some place, one person lying there, completely drunk and completely lost his consciousness in that in the drunken stupor. And there's a snake on his chest. And the snake is trying to get to his ear to now strike him. And as it's about to strike him, the scorpion comes and attacks him. 
Now scorpion is also extremely poisonous, attacks it and it kills it. Now that snake falls dead there, the scorpion takes a U-turn and comes back, jumps onto the back of the frog and disappears. The Zunnur Misil Abdullah comes and wakes this person up. So when he wakes him up, he wakes up, what's going on? So he says, do you see what's going on around you? He then tells him, can you see the snake here? See what arrangements Allah Ta'ala made to protect you. Allah Ta'ala made this protection from his unseen nizam, his ghaybi nizam. Allah Ta'ala, now, where the scorpion and where the snake and where this frog came to now provide the transport across the lake? Allah Ta'ala opens out these mysteries sometimes for insan to take a lesson. I said, look, this is the if. So this person woke up and when he saw all this and heard all this, that's when he exclaimed, Ya Allah, when you have looked after your disobedient servant like this, how you must be looking after those who obey you. And saying this, he made sincere toba and he came back to Allah Ta'ala and he said, I am not going to be anywhere where all these sins take place now. I am going to dedicate my life to Allah Ta'ala's ibadat. So Allah Ta'ala gives us these occasions to clean ourselves out. The fact that we are still eating and drinking and walking and talking, is this not Allah Ta'ala's special grace? Can we imagine that same hand with which Allah Ta'ala allows us to take that list and put it into our mouths? That hand, what not haram it has committed. The same teeth that we want to, the tongue that we are using to now chew that food and digest that food and that saliva that is produced, that tongue has spoken what not. But Allah Ta'ala didn't dry up that saliva. If that saliva dries up, a person, he won't be able to eat also. Allah Ta'ala allows that. Allah Ta'ala allows all, this is Allah Ta'ala's special grace. Now this we are looking at in a very dramatic manner. But that dramatic incident is making us think about this dramatic manner Allah is looking after us every moment. Just that we can't see it. Otherwise what calamities could have fallen upon us at every step due to our sins. But now Allah Ta'ala gives us these occasions. Take notes, make toba, Allah Ta'ala's doors of rahmat are wide open. Allah Ta'ala is there to receive his bandhas. When a person commits a sin, إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلْ يَبْسُطُ يَدَهُ بِاللَّيْلِ لِيَتُوبَ مُسِيءُ النَّهَارِ وَيَبْسُطُ يَدَهُ بِالنَّهَارِ لِيَتُوبَ مُسِيءُ اللَّيْلِ حَتَّى تَتْلُعَ الشَّمْسُ مِنْ مَغْرِبِهَا This is figuratively explaining something. Like a person who, the child ran away, mother, now the child disappeared. After some time, now the child finally came. The child is after all the child. So now suddenly the child is coming from the distance. The parent's hands just open out to embrace the child. Allah Ta'ala is beyond any description. But what we can understand in terms of our, what we see, Allah Ta'ala is giving us such an example. The Bishwasim is giving us such an example. Allah Ta'ala spreads out His hands to receive the sinners of the day. At night, Allah Ta'ala spreads out His hand. This person committed sin in the day, but He'll come and repent in the night. Meaning Allah's mercy is waiting to envelop him. Person did some wrong in the night, Allah's mercy waits to envelop him in the day. Subhanallah. Somebody did something, one time they said something to us, one time they did something to us, two times, three times, that person don't come back to me. I don't want to see your face again. But Allah Ta'ala said, come back to me. قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا بِالْرَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ They say to my servants, Allah Ta'ala says, my servants. قُلْ يَا عِبَادِي My servants who have transgressed their souls, don't be despondent of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala forgives all sins. Allah Ta'ala has given us some tartib. 
that look, you clean your heart out. You clean your heart out and come with a clean heart, I will poison you. So this kind of occasion Allah that has given us as a clean up time, that we clean our hearts out, we mend those relationships. Mending the relationship doesn't mean now you're going to sit in somebody's house every day. We be cordial to the person, meet him once in a while, whatever the case is, we be cordial, we be fine, big salam. But our heart must be clean. There mustn't be that animosity. There mustn't be that breaking up of relationships. And one other category mentioned that Isbar Idarin, the person who hangs his garments below his ankles, this too is such a simple thing to take right to sort out and to take care of but in the court of Allah Ta'ala this is a major thing تَحْسَبُونَهُ هَيِّنَهُ وَهُوَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ عَظِيمٌ Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran Sharif there are many things you regard as small but in the court of Allah Ta'ala it is major so Nabi Islam has highlighted this so this is something also to sort out and bring into order so these are the categories that have been mentioned the people who get excluded from the mercy of Allah Ta'ala on such a great occasion all this is meant for us to make this effort to clean ourselves out. So that this great occasion of Ramadan that is approaching us, we can receive Ramadan with a clean heart, without all this baggage, without all this dirt within us, and we can receive the full blessings of the Mubarak month of Ramadan. So this is what this Mubarak time is all about. As mentioned that the ibadat of the night is not just the bayan, this is just to conscientize us. This time that we have, Somebody might be able to spend the whole night, Allah Ta'ala give barakat in them. We may not all be of that caliber and that, that strength and ability, but let us not waste this night in any other just futile things. We try to go and spend this night in ibadat, we can't do too much. We, one hour make some tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, try to perform salat with tasbih, Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq, make some zikr, and especially dua, as mentioned earlier, Allah Himself is calling out. This is the time to beg from Allah Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq, then we do try and make that effort to wake up in the last part of the night, the last 45 minutes, last one hour, last half an hour at least, and engage in some tahajjud salah and some dua again, and beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness. And inshallah we make sure we make our fajr salah with jama'ah as well. Having made our isha salah with jama'ah and fajr with jama'ah, this also will be counted as the whole night in Ibadan. So we try to achieve all this. Allah Ta'ala give me also the tawfiq. And all of us Tawfiq wa akhir da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka al-shukr kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayhik anta kama asmihi ta'ala nafsik. Allahu la ilaha illahu al-hayyu al-qayyum. Wa'anad al-wujuhu lil-hayyu al-qayyum. Ya ahadan samadan lam yirid wa lam yulad wa lam yakul lahu kufuwan ahad. جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلاة تنجينا بها من جميع الأهوال والآفات وتقبلنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك على الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغيات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا ولنا أنفسنا ولنا أنفسنا ولنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك 
موسیقی وطب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وجعلنا شاكرين لنعمتك مسمين بها قابليها وأتمها علينا إله العالمين يا الله وموس مصرف المسرشس مسكاي مسلمي الله إله العالمين يا الله فجبت يا الله يا الله فجبت يا الله يا الله فجبت يا الله يا الله ومس غريت لا يجوا يصير خالي يا الله هل من مستقصر فأصل الله Yallah, we are the ones seeking your forgiveness, Yallah. Yallah, your forgiveness is for sinners, Yallah. Yallah, we have committed so much of God, Yallah. Yallah, we have disobeyed you at every juncture, Yallah. Yallah, despite all your countless ni'mats and bounties, Yallah. Yallah, we have trampled your commands, Yallah. Yallah, you blessed us with eyes to see, Yallah. We've seen that which you forbade, Yallah. Yallah, you granted us tongues to speak with, Yallah. Instead of taking your name, we have been speaking what we dislike, Yallah. Allah, you granted us hands and feet, Ya Allah. Allah, we use it to disobey you, Ya Allah. We use it to break your commands, Ya Allah. We use it to go to that places which you are displeased with, Ya Allah. You grant us as a heart, Ya Allah. That heart was to be filled with your remembrance, Ya Allah. That heart was to be filled with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we filled it with the filth of the world, Ya Allah. We made it the swirling, swirling line of the world, Ya Allah. All the filth and muck of the world has come into our hearts, Ya Allah. This heart was supposed to be filled with your dhikr, Ya Allah. Was supposed to be filled with the tirawat of the Qur'an Sharif, Ya Allah. Was supposed to be filled with buraqaba of maut, Ya Allah. Was supposed to be filled with buraqaba of your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Was supposed to be filled with muhabbat for your creation, Ya Allah. Allah has been filled with all kinds of filth, Ya Allah. All kinds of dirt, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you cleanse our hearts out, Ya Allah. You purify us, Ya Allah. You purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Purify us externally, Ya Allah. Purify us internally, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, how are we going to enter the cover with this dirt, Ya Allah? How are you going to appear the day of Qiyamah in front of you with this dirt, Ya Allah? Ilahul Alameen, you know inside, Ya Allah. You know outside, Ya Allah. There is nothing we can hide from you, Ya Allah. In the darkness of the night and the light of the day, you know what goes on, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you know where our eyes look, Ya Allah. You know what our hearts conceive, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we can't hide anything from you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you have been so tolerant over us, Ya Allah. You have been so compassionate and merciful, Ya Allah. You did not bring your azab upon us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you gave us some reminders, Ya Allah. But we have been so heedless, Ya Allah. We didn't even take those reminders, Ya Allah. We didn't make Tawbah yet, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, but on this great occasion, Ya Allah. On this Mubarak night, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, Ya Allah. You have gathered us in your house, Ya Allah. You allowed us to raise our hands to you, Ya Allah. You allowed us to ask you, Ya Allah. Allah, nothing is possible without your talking, Ya Allah. But you have asked, allowed us to ask you, Ya Allah. Surely you wish us to grant us also, Ya Allah. 
the efforts of the Khanqas, Ya Allah, the efforts of Dawat and Tabliq, Ya Allah, the efforts of all those who are involved in the service of mankind, Ya Allah, the social efforts, Ya Allah, and all those who are doing whatever khidmat that, Ya Allah, that is helping their servants, Ya Allah, and accept one and all, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Make it a means of gaining your closeness, Ya Allah. Make it a means of attaining your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allah, full of our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Full of our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Full of our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allahumma rizukna hubbuk. Wa hubba man yuhibbuk. Wa l'amala alladhi yubalighuna hubbuk. Allahumma jal hubbuk ahabba ilayna min anfusina wa ahlina wa min al-ba'il barid. Allahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Full of our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Full of our hearts with the love of deen, Ya Allah. With the love of the a'mal of deen, Ya Allah. With the love of the khidmat of deen, Ya Allah. Accept us in our progeny to qiyamah. With the khidmat of deen, with ikhlas and afiyat, Ya Allah. Allahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you all those, Ya Allah, who asked us to make dua for them. All those who have raised their hands to this dua. Allahu al-alamin, you are the know of everything, Ya Allah. You know the cry of each one's heart, Ya Allah. And the ground each one's needs from the grave, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant each one the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, Ya Allah. Allah grant us all your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allah, our greatest need is to become yours, Ya Allah. And that you become ours, Ya Allah. Allah, make us yours, Ya Allah. Become ours, Ya Allah. Allah, all those who have done any ihsan upon us, Ya Allah. Our mashayikh, Ya Allah. Our parents, Ya Allah. Our satisfied kiram, Ya Allah. Our mashayikh, Ya Allah. Anyone and everyone who has done any kind of good to us, Ya Allah. Who taught us deed, Ya Allah. Who guided us towards the righteousness, Ya Allah. Who did any kind of good for us, Ya Allah. In terms of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Allah, all you grant each one desire khair, Ya Allah. Grant them the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant the best rewards from your side, Ya Allah. Allahu Alameen, Ya Allah, all the good that we have. Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we also begging for all the good, Ya Allah. Whatever Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sought refuge from, Allah grant us refuge as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العظيم العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله